Well, hello and welcome to A Photographic Life. I um, hope you've had a good week. Past week's been quiet, I suppose. Um, very normal in the world of, of photography for August, late July, August, I suppose in most areas of work really, just to, to kind of quieten down. But one thing that really did uh, catch my eye in the last week was some discussion on Twitter concerning a one-year course that Magnum Photos uh, have organised with uh, Paris and London-based, uh, I suppose, educational um, institution of some kind. I'm not quite sure how they work. But anyway, they're called Speos. And um, what caught my eye, and I suppose what caught Twitter's uh, eye and uh, ire as well, was that... It was £30,000 for a uh, a year. I think it's actually €30,000, but with the current state of the euro and the pound, there's not much difference between the two. Either way, it was it's put forward as a, a year-long course for £30,000. And obviously, that's a lot of money. Um, it does seem, looking at the course, that... The Speos organise uh, a number of courses which seem to be very well connected. Uh, this particular course is a one-year course in creative documentary and photojournalism with Magnum. They also do another course in collaboration with Paris Match, uh, the French magazine, um, obviously which has got a fantastic history of photography, and um, also another a fashion, luxury and beauty photography course, which um, was initially set up, as, as I understand, or led by um, the great Paolo Reversi and Dominic Isserman. So, very well connected courses. There's no discussion or... or um, uh, information about exactly how much involvement there is uh, from Magnum photographers with the uh, tutors who teach the course at Speos, and there's no information about the the lecturers that are going to teach you from Speos. Um, but that's fine. I don't have I don't have a problem with that. I think what I'd like to talk about this week is the bigger picture concerning all of this, which is expectation. And £30,000, €30,000, a connection with Magnum, whatever. If somebody wants to pay it, they're going to pay it. But what's the expectation? What what are they going to expect to get in return for that money at the end of the year? This particular course seems to be an equivalent to an MA in the UK, which also would be a one-year course, um, because you need... Uh, a BA to apply for the course. You also need to send work and, and a letter and so forth. So presumably by going through that process, you've got some kind of expectation. And when I talk to students who are coming at undergraduate level, who are hoping to apply or come and uh, study on a course of photography, I use, always use the same metaphor of buying a car. And I think it's it's relevant to this Magnum course as well, as well. And perhaps this is the discussion that should be had is around expectation. So this is what I always say to uh, students uh, looking at courses. Um, I, I say to them, imagine that I gave you £30,000 
and I said, go and buy yourself a car. And you went straight into the nearest garage and said, here's £30,000, give me a car. Well, they're going to give you whatever they've got. Whether or not that car's going to be worth £30,000 or not really isn't the point. What's going to happen is you're going to leave there with a car and you'll have spent your money. The alternative to that is obviously to go into a garage with your £30,000 and a list of requirements. Uh, I want a black car, I want a sunroof, I want this size engine, I want a leather interior, I want this kind of stereo, these kind of wheels, whatever it may be. That's your expectation for your spend. And if they don't have what you want, if they can't meet that expectation, you're going to go somewhere else. If you think about it in that way, the spending of any amount of money for any form of education, whether or not that's a workshop or it's a a course such as this, all comes down to the basis of a transaction, a transaction for goods, a purchase. And when any of us buy anything, we have an expectation of the person we're buying it from. Interestingly enough, if you go back to that idea of the metaphor of the car, I always buy really cheap cars, never more than a couple of thousand pounds at most. And so my expectation of those cars is relatively limited. If they survive for a couple of years and keep me going and get me from A to B, that's absolutely fine. That's not a problem. And when they do break down or something goes wrong... I'm not that surprised. It's like, okay, fine. You know, I didn't have a lot of investment in this. So I can I can move on. And perhaps that's really what we're talking about here is that the moment that a figure is as high as €30,000, what we're talking about here is an extremely high expectation. Of course, what that then suggests is, is it a realistic expectation. And I think that's a a real problem with photography. And I think that's a real problem with learning about photography. And perhaps it's one of the reasons why so many people are self-taught. Because you can go through that process without that level of expectation being placed on somebody else. And that expectation in itself can lead to... Uh, I suppose a disappointment, just as when we buy anything, if we've spent a lot of money on it, or we went in thinking it's going to do this, then when it doesn't do that, that's when we feel cheated. I was talking for uh, a long time uh, last week, this week, I should say, and the days go by so quickly in this in this heat, or that's slightly cooler in the shed, you'll be pleased to know this week because I'm recording this very early in the morning um i spent a few hours talking with somebody who i've known for quite a while actually um about education and they are very high up and very well respected in the world of education and what we were discussing primarily was that the recognition that education is actually a people business It's not really about the cameras, it's not about the rooms, it's not about the buildings. 
It's about that one-to-one interaction. And that kind of needs to be recognised and it needs to be respected. So that actually when we're coming down to this idea of expectation once again, really what we need to do is we need to look at the person who is going to teach us or who is going to pass on that information and think, well, do they really know what I want to know? Can I actually be a, a human sponge to that person to get as much information out of them as I possibly can? And I think really, if that's the case, if I do my research, if I find the person who knows the things that I really need to know and I really want to know, I should be okay. It shouldn't be too much of a problem there. Of course, the issue occurs, and certainly with this Magnum uh, spend workshop uh, course, we don't really know who is going to teach us. Who are the people we're going to hear from? And I think that, that kind of ties back when we were talking a couple of weeks ago with the issues around the Seven Agency. There's some fantastic photographers there, but also, as has been revealed, there were problems. And you don't really want to learn from that person who created those problems and was, you know, doing what they did. You want to learn from someone else. So I think really my my, my take on this is just be aware of that level of expectation. And if you're at a point whereby you are selling this stuff, if you're selling workshops or what have you, then make sure that you're aware that you've got to meet the expectation of the person whom you're expecting to pay the money. And the higher you put the money, the greater that level of expectation becomes. Also, that it's a people business. And just by using the term magnum, um, doesn't really fulfill that. It's like using the word Mercedes. Okay, it's a Mercedes, but there's lots of different models in that range. There are some that are better than others. There are some that are right for this job, but not for that job. There are some that are a little flashy, and there are some which are quite straight and kind of understated. You might benefit from the flashy, or you might benefit from the understated. But unless you know which of those is being put to you, which of those you're going to learn from, you don't know whether or not it's going to be right for you. So in a sense, I suppose, once again, sadly, it puts it down to the photographer to ask the questions. And if those questions are not answered to our satisfaction, just as if we were going in to buy a car or or anything else, we should walk away. And it would be very quickly resolved because the more people who walk away, those people trying to get that money or trying to run that workshop will hopefully either learn uh, or alternatively, they just won't exist because they don't have the client. So actually the power is with the client, is with the customer. And I know they're horrible phrases to use uh, within the creative industries. But at the end of the day, what we're talking about here is a a commercial transaction. 
We've been running the What Does Photography Mean to You audio clips uh, for a few weeks now. And I think they're really building into a, a, a very interesting library of reference, um, which I didn't really have any idea as to how it was going to work, but that's, that's what seems to be happening. Anyway, um, this week, I'm really pleased to uh, say that we are joined by Mark Valley. Hello, Mark Valley here. I've been asked to attempt to answer what does photography mean to me. On a personal and emotional level, it's absolutely everything. The photography I care about, the photography I'm passionate about, is photography that has stories and ideas, feelings and emotion. And I think that's why documentary photojournalism is the photography that I make and that I care about, uh, that I want to collect, that I want to look at and consume. Um, maybe a way of answering this question is the photography that I'm not so keen on, uh, or I, well, to be frankly, I dislike. Uh, and that's the photography of purely the aesthetic. You know, I think it's thin. I think it's uh, vacuous. I think it uh, is cold. Um, the photography for me, the photography that uh, rocks my world is when it's uh, well, journalism and art smashes together and it becomes yeah, visually stimulating and arresting image but it, it's got ideas it's got emotion it's got feeling it's uh, attempting maybe to stop us in our tracks and maybe trying to even attempt to try and change the world or change discourse or um, you know just sort of disrupt what's going on and, and make us think about what's going on in the world that's that's what photography means to me i, I frankly don't see any point um picking up a camera if you're not attempting to do that Thanks, Mark, and apologies for uh, the slight mispronunciation uh, of your name there. Um, as always, I ask if you can uh, share this podcast and let other people know about it. We are all UN at the UMP, a one-man band, and I'm reliant on you guys to um, spread the word if you like what you're hearing or if you like what's um, being said. The idea is always this week just to chuck some stuff out there for you to think about, uh, disagree with, agree with, whatever it may be. I suppose really that's the basis of a photographic life. Uh, have a good week. Thanks for listening again. And I'll catch up with you next week.